It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. I remember a story about a husband and wife who were eating in a restaurant and they got finished. They got up from the table, went out to their car, started driving down the road. And all of a sudden the wife looks over at the husband and says, can you turn around and go back to the restaurant? I left my glasses sitting on the table. Well, the husband, he starts huffing and puffing and he's irritated. There's nowhere to turn around. And finally he drives on, finds a place to turn around, turns the car around, just irritated the entire time that she left her glasses on the table and she couldn't keep up with her stuff. So he pulls into the restaurant parking lot, pulls up close to the door. The wife gets, opens the door, hurriedly starts running into the restaurant to get her glasses. And before she gets to the door, he rolls down his window and he yells to her, hey, By the way, will you grab my hat while you're in there? Man, we are all too quick to judge others. And this is really the message of Paul here in Romans chapter 2. In Romans chapter 1, Paul came down hard on what he calls there the unrighteous or the world as a whole. But in chapter 2, he comes down on really what we'll call the self-righteous. Rather than dealing and talking about the world at large, he kind of zeroes it in specifically here to these first century Jewish people that really are representative of religion and a sense of superiority over others. In chapter one, he uses the word they, them, and their 23 times. So in chapter one, it's all about them out there. It's all about their problems. It's all they. And so he's just talking about, and, and you just get a sense that the people are listening to him are saying, yeah, that's right. That's right. Those people out there, they're so corrupt. They're so bad. But here in chapter two, it's not the word they, them, and there he uses, but just in verse one alone, he uses the word you five times. And by verse four, he had used it nine times. You see, he's no longer talking about those out there and the world at large. Now he's directing his comments specifically to the religious people of his day that were really judging others and somewhat living as hypocrites. You see, my friend Greg Peters said this once, Romans chapter two is for those who like Romans chapter one a little bit too much. So I'm going to begin reading in verse one, and it says, therefore, you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are that judges. For wherein you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you that judge do the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And do you think this, O man, that judges them that do such things and do the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? And then he goes down to verse 21 and he says, You therefore which teach another, do you teach yourself? You that preach a man should not steal, do you steal? You that say a man should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You that abhor idols, do you commit sacrilege? You that make your boast of the law, through breaking the law, you dishonor God. For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. So, Paul here now comes down pretty hard on these religious hypocrites who are quick to judge others and quick to boast in the fact that they are, you know, God's chosen people. He said, you make your boast in the law. What he meant by that is the Old Testament, the law was given to Moses, who was a Jew, to the Jewish people um, who carried it into the world. 
he says, you know what? You boast of the law. You boast of having received it. But the reality is you're kind of disobeying the law in the way that you're living. And so really what Paul's saying here, it's not what comes out of our mouth that makes us an example. It's what comes out of our lives. I mean, we can boast about things. We can brag about things. We can say all kinds of things that, you know, we think somehow justifies us. But the reality is, what are we doing with the way we are living our lives? You see, it's not what comes out of our mouth that makes us an example. It's what comes out of our lives. And the people Paul was addressing here thought that because they were born into, let's call it a religious family, a moral family where they had good teaching and good grounding, they thought because they were born into a religious family uh, that they were right with God. They had privilege, they had prestige, they had pedigree, and they just looked out the door of their lives toward others and were like, you know, the Pharisee over in the Gospels that Jesus talks about, who's standing there praying inside himself to God saying, Lord, I thank you that I am not like other men. So it's this self-righteousness that Paul is dealing with here. You see, it's the change of heart that you experience through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that makes you right with God, not the religious family you were born into. That's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So we may have many benefits because of our birth and our pedigree. Um, That's true, but and we may even have a great advantage morally over those around us. But that should not teach us to judge those around us. But really, it should teach us to be burdened for them to know Jesus. And it should motivate us to truly desire to know him ourselves, not through religion or morality, but through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So the advantages I have because of upbringing, religious training, moral teaching, Really, rather than making me feel superior to others under God's kind of way of looking at it, it should make me burden for others and it should make me make sure that in my own heart that I am keeping check on my life rather than everyone else's. So the word for today really is this. Don't look down on those around you today. Look within and and see what you need to work on today. Then look up. Thank God for the grace he has given to you in order to be able to deal with those things that you struggle with yourself. That will enable you to be the light and the salt that will be out there better to help others. You see, Jesus said in one place, he said, don't try to take a splinter out of someone else's eye when you haven't taken the board out of your own eye first. Kind of reminds me like when you're on an airplane and they give you the spiel about all the safety procedures and they say in case the cabin loses pressure, the oxygen mask will come down in front of you. But make sure you put the mask on yourself first before you try to lend aid to anyone else. Now that can sound like a very self-centered thing. Take care of yourself first. But the reality is what they're saying, you're best going to be able to take care of others when you first are in a position to uh, be strong in yourself. That's what Jesus says. He says, you know what? Don't try to take the splinter out of other people's eyes while you still have a two by four hanging out of yours. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.